Hello, my name is David Lambert. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast today. We believe that this message will be a blessing to you and your family. So stay tuned for a wonderful message and thank you for tuning in. I believe everybody wants to succeed. Nobody gets up in the morning and say, I want to fail today. I want to just go down. No, everybody wants to win. I don't know about you, but I want to win. I don't want to lose. About I, don't, I hate losing. I, when I play a game, I don't play a game to lose. When I play Cornell, I hate losing. I can't stand losing. It makes me kind of mad to lose. It gets to me a little bit. I was playing some cornhole yesterday, and thank God I was really just killing it, praise the Lord. Amen. I was playing my, my niece, and she's like 24, 25 years old, and she plays cornhole. And, uh, you know, and I, to tell you the truth, I was nervous on the inside. I was bold on the outside. But I was trembling like a leaf on the inside. Like, oh, man, she can throw. She's good, you know. She's a young whippersnapper. You know, she plays this game a lot, you know. But I was trembling on the inside. But, but I, and I just kept cool. And she said, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take I said, all right, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, and, and you know, sometimes you got to be quiet. Sometimes, you know, when people are talking about, when they're talking smack to you, when the devil's trying to tell you you're not going to make it, when your relatives are saying all kinds of evil and, and, and cutting you down and, and asking you questions that don't make sense, sometimes you just got to be quiet. Sometimes you got to walk softly and carry a big Bible. Amen. And smack it over their heads with it. No, no, don't do that. But... But I'm telling you, we need to walk softly and carry a big Bible. And I was soft as I was playing cornhole. And guess what? I whipped up on her. I barely beat her in the first game. But the second game, it was 11 to 22. Praise God. My favor. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. She was bragging. But I was praying. Amen. I was believing, man. Amen. She got so flustered, she forgot what color bag she had. I was like, praise God. Can God do that? God can even make your enemies tremble. They, now, they're not your enemies. People aren't really your enemies. But people are led a lot of times by a wrong spirit. And what they do is they yield to a wrong spirit. And really that spirit doesn't like you. So have you ever had somebody attack you for no reason at all? Because there's a spirit behind that. Amen. Amen. And we need to have the power of God resident on the inside of us so we can cast that devil out. Amen. Actually, what we want to do is bind that devil. You can do it under your breath. You don't have to do it in front of them. You can go and say, devil, get out of my face. You You don't have to do that. Because you might get in a fight. But what you might want to do, a physical fight. You don't want to get in a physical fight. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's not a physical fight. We're in a spiritual warfare. Yeah. We're dealing with spirits. We're dealing with, you know, the world system. We're dealing even with our flesh that's trying to get us to go the wrong way. Have you ever felt like that you were, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? You know, have you ever felt like, man, you're praising God one second and tearing somebody up the next, man? Man, are you, have you ever been there? Come on, let's get, let's get honest this morning. Have you ever been there where you were just, man, you were happy in the service, but as soon as you got in your car, you, all of a sudden you start thinking about your circumstances, and you start thinking about your bills, and, you, and the car just wouldn't crank over, and you're like, oh, God. 
Have you ever been there? I've been there. I mean, almost three times this morning. But you know what? We don't have to allow our flesh to pull us down. See, your flesh will pull you down in in a New York second, baby. Your flesh will pull you down. And here they were ministering to the Lord. And they were fasting and praying. And they were able to hear the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's always talking, but are we listening? See, that God is always speaking. He's always talking to us. I mean, I mean, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal truth to us. Truth is being revealed. But are we listening? Are we actually hearing God? You see that day that the 9-11 that happened when, when the airplanes hit the, uh, the trade towers? There were some people that were Christians. Some of them did not go into work that day. Some of them stayed. They felt led to stay home. They, they had a leading. There were a lot of people that were saved that day. We don't hear about that. For some reason, some of them just didn't feel like going to work or some of them just didn't have a, a leading. Uh, they just didn't feel led to go. And, you know, and it was like out of character. But see, God was there speaking. See, why, why does accidents happen? Well, it's not because God's promoting the accident. God's not behind the accidents for his glory. No, it's not about that. The reason why accidents happen is because we're not hearing from God. God's trying to slow us down. We're going too fast. Have you ever moved out too fast and made a mistake? Have you ever, you know, I've had the Lord tell me one time when I was driving, slow down. You know, it it might be good to do that because there was a police officer right up a mile ahead. Slow down. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. He wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so we can't we can't be led and guided into all truth if we're all, you know, if we're if we're so full of the world and the world system and we're we got, you know, everything on our minds but God. You know, it's not just fasting, it's prayer and fasting. Amen. It's prayer and it's connecting to God. Amen. And so we see here and I I remember that I took this text and I noticed that uh, about uh, praying and fasting. And I read this. I said, man, there must be something about fasting. This was years ago when I was uh, I was preaching. I'm back to the story where I was preaching on a Wednesday night. I was a little down. And, you know, I noticed that, you know, once I started fast, I said, "Okay, I'm going to start trying this out for myself. And I noticed that once I started fast, I would fast like once a day. Oh, I'm mean, sorry, once a week, um, one day a week. And I noticed when I started doing that, um, I wasn't like the enemy wasn't working against me in depression or, or oppression or I wasn't getting angry or it seemed like that I was disconnecting. My feelings were being disconnected. And I noticed something, too, when I fasted, it's like it didn't matter what the circumstances were looking like. It didn't bother me. See, that, that, what, what is the devil after? He's trying to get you to sweat. He's trying to get you to get all uh, irritated about the circumstances in your life. He's trying to get us to focus on the circumstances of our life. And the devil wants us focused on that instead of God. He wants us focused on what's not working. God wants us to focus on what is working. Isn't that right? And, you know, so, so, so what we have to do is we have to disconnect uh, the flesh. Let's look at a story here that's a really good story. Amen. It's in Mark. Let's look at Mark chapter 9. And praise God. Okay, look at verse 17 here. 
Let's, let's back up to 14. Let's go to one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Chapter 14. <laughs> I have no more material to preach, so let's just see if I can just read the Bible now. And um, <laughs> can we have fun in church today? Is it okay to have fun in church? Amen. That preacher, all he does is read the Bible. No, okay. Well, isn't that what a preacher's supposed to do? Amen. Okay, let's start at Genesis 1. No, let's go. And um, <laughs> if you get in trouble, just read Scripture. <laughs> if you're ever preaching up here, if you get in trouble, you don't know where to go, just read Scripture. You'll be fine. <laughs> and it says here, and when he came, this is Jesus. And Jesus actually just came from, you know, his disciples were with him, his three inner circle disciples, John and um, uh, James and Peter, and they were just up on the mountain. It's called the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus was up there, and Jesus showed them some things. But they just came back from the mountain, uh, from being on top of the mountain. And, uh, and it says here in verse 14, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to him, and greeted him. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the, then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit, and whatever... Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams in the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and he becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples, and they should cast out, they should cast it out, but they could not. And he answered him and said, and this is Jesus speaking here. And he answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Now, you know, that's interesting. That, that was a rebuke from Jesus, by the way. And he was, he was actually talking to the disciples that were down there. You know, I can imagine the nine disciples. And they were all, all trying to cast this one demon out. And they were getting all tired. Okay, won't you try it? And, and each one was trying to cast this demon out of this boy and nothing is happening. Have you ever prayed and you just feel like nothing's happening? You've been praying and praying and nothing seems to be, it's just like crickets. Chirp, chirp, chirp. God, are you hearing me? It's like the heavens are brass. It's like you can't, like your prayers don't get above the ceiling, you know? I mean, sometimes we feel that way, but you know, we can't be governed by our feelings. We can't allow our feelings. We got to believe that God is hearing us. When Daniel, when he, when he prayed that God would give him a vision or reveal some truth to him about a vision or a dream. You know, he, he didn't understand. And he prayed and, and it took 21 days for him to receive the revelation of what God had for him. But actually, God heard him on the first day that he prayed. And that's where we get the Daniel fast, where he decided to, to abstain from eating the king's dainties. You know, the Twinkies and the hostess ho-hos and all that. So he had, he abstained from eating those things. And the Bible said that, that, that there was an angel that was sent and dispatched the first day. But there, you know, the enemy's trying to hinder some of us. The, the enemy's trying to hinder us. We need a Holy Ghost power sometimes to break through into the next realm. I don't know about you, but I want Holy Ghost power. 
I'm telling you, Holy Ghost power to break through some of these demonic strongholds that's keeping some of us down. And these strongholds cannot stay up. They have to come down when you're standing in God's word and you're standing in revelation knowledge. God can give you a word in due season to speak. And I'm telling you, it will demolish the evil one in your life and in your family's lives. I'm telling you, I don't like to lose. And sometimes we have to pull out the big guns. Big guns, Pastor? Yeah, prayer and fasting. Prayer, prayer and fasting. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. Amen. Praise God. I'm telling you, I could have made it in the Western movies. Amen. A legend in my own mind. But anyway, let's get back to here. Praise God. Some of us are legends in our own mind. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Husbands, keep thinking that you're a legend with your wife. Amen. So we see here that... Um, so he says here, Oh, faithless generation. See, what, what really irritated Jesus. You know, you know, Jesus, everybody thinks, people, you know, sometimes we get this idea, Jesus is always walking in love, and he never says anything negative, or, or he never rebukes anybody. He's just love and grace, you know. No, Jesus says some hard things at times. Amen. Sometimes we need to be smacked upside the beaker with truth. Sometimes we need a, a, a truth. We need a slap across the face. Wake up. Amen. To get out of our stupor. (laughs) Some of us are in a stupor. We're like, and I'm about ready to come up there and smack you with some truth. Glory to God. Man, wake up. The sleeping giant. We have more going for us than we think we do. My God, the devil wants to make us think that we got nothing. No, we got the Holy Ghost. We got our comforter, our guide, our leader. Amen. Our very present help in time of trouble. Man, we got more. We have the blood of Jesus, the word of God. Praise God. Amen. How can we lose? We can't. Because God always causes us to triumph in Christ. It's in Christ that we triumph. Amen. So he says here, oh, faithless generation. Then they brought him to him. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth. Sometimes that's us when we get upset. Amen. We got to be very careful that we're not allowing our flesh to govern us. Amen. So he asked and his father, now this is interesting what Jesus says. Jesus, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And notice that Jesus didn't say, you know, uh, you know, uh, what caused this or what made this happen. He just said, how long has this been happening? And so it's been happening for a while. And he says, and often he has thrown uh, him both into the fire, into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, uh, have compassion on us and help us. Now, this is interesting to me. See, a lot of times we think the problem with, with our problem is what we're dealing with. We think that's the problem. But we notice here that this guy had some problem because he had a problem of believing. This man had a problem in his believer. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. 
So, and notice how he, he said to Jesus, he said, and look at verse 22, and often he's thrown them both into the fire, into the water to destroy them. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you, another translation, uh, another um, verse in, in one of the gospels, Jesus actually says, if I can do anything, you mean if I can do anything? I mean, I questions if I, I, Jesus can do anything. Yes, he can. Jesus can do anything. And he, he was doubting even the power. Sometimes we doubt the power of God. Sometimes we can, we doubt, well, oh, man, I don't know if God can do anything in this circumstance. I don't know if God can do anything in this situation. I don't know if God can give me a new job or give me a promotion or, or I don't know if God can give me a, when we start doubting God. Man, the God that, that made the heavens and the earth, the, the one that placed the moon and the sky and the stars, we start doubting God's ability. Have you ever doubted God's ability? Have you ever felt like your circumstances were greater than God's ability to bring you through them? That's what the enemy wants us to do. Notice when that man started focusing. He started focusing. When Jesus said, how long has it been going on? He, and, and the man started going, talking about a discourse of, of how the devil was working against his son. Well, my son is being thrown into fire, thrown into water. He was so focused on that. He was so focused on the circumstances that he couldn't even see the promise. Sometimes we're so focused on our circumstances. and We're so focused on what we don't have, what's going on around us. We're so focused on that. That actually paralyzes our faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We got to get out of the flesh and get into the spirit. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And he said, if you can do anything. And then Jesus said, Jesus said, have faith in God. Only believe. If you can believe all things are possible to him that believes. See, it's possible for your kids to get saved. It's possible, amen, for you to get a new job. It's possible, amen, for you to come out of debt. It's possible. I'm saying all things are possible. Amen. Immediately the father of the child cries out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Sometimes that's like us. Oh, God, help me to believe because I'm having a hard time. You know, I'm having a hard time believing. I'm, I'm, you know, doubt and unbelief is creeping into my system. Uh, I'm just all I'm seeing is the circumstances. Well, you got to get out of that realm. You got to unhook from the natural realm and get into the spiritual realm, which is called faith. Which is called the Word of God. The Word of God has to be bigger, folks. The Word of God has to be bigger than the circumstances. We gotta allow the Word to be truth in our life. The Word is more true than the circumstances that you're going through. Do you believe that today? And so immediately the father of the child cries out and said uh, with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed, with, uh, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead. So that many said, he is dead. See, listen, it's interesting how the devil always likes to make a show, and uh, how he was making a show, and this, and this boy fell down like he was dead. I'm going to say this, when we start seeking God, often it's going to look worse before it gets better. 
Somebody needs to say amen. When we start walking towards God and moving, drawing near to God, often the enemy is going to try to make it look worse. Amen. In the beginning, before it gets better. The enemy is going to try to shake your faith up to keep you from moving forward in God. Often it looked looked like after Jesus was done, it got worse. Sometimes you're fasting and praying and it seems like your family's getting worse. Sometimes, you know, what it is is those those unclean spirits are getting agitated that's been working on your children or your relatives and they're they're getting all shook up. Uh Uh-huh. You know, they're getting all shook up. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so often it seems to get worse before it gets better. And it says here, the the spirit cried out, convulsed greatly, and he he looked like he was dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, privately, you know, hey, Jesus, let's have a, let's have a powwow here. Uh, The crowd's around, but let's, let's talk here, Jesus. Those nine wanted to know, what, what, what went wrong? You know, I mean, we prayed. So why couldn't we cast them out? They asked Jesus. So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So he says this kind, what? This kind of, of, of spirit, whatever was, was hindering that boy will come out through prayer. Prayer means having communication with God, being in sync with the Lord, being online with God. It's being able to hear God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Prayer is being connected to God. Amen. And, and, and so, and fasting is disconnecting the worldly influences. Amen. Disconnecting the world system from us so that we can walk in the spirit. Amen. You're either walking in the flesh or in the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. In Galatians. If you walk in the spirit, you will disconnect the lust of the flesh. Some of you might be dealing with weaknesses. Some of you might be dealing with things in your life. You can't seem to break through. Maybe, maybe you need a fast. Maybe you need a, a fasting breakthrough. Maybe you need a disconnect from the world and amen and connect to God, connect to the heavenly realm. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And they said here, Jesus actually says, this kind comes out through prayer and fasting. Fasting disconnects us. You could actually say, Jesus said, Jesus actually said, because of their unbelief. So unbelief is being too connected to the world system, being too connected to our circumstances, being too connected of of what we cannot control in our own ability. We're being too connected, but we need to be connected to God. We need to be connected to him. We need to start getting connected and start walking in the realm of the spirit. And the Bible says this in Galatians. It says that those who walk in the spirit have crucified the flesh. What do you mean by crucifying the flesh, Pastor? Does that mean you need to thump your flesh when it gets out of, out of, should you beat yourself with a whip, you know, like they did penance, you know, back in the old days? Man, uh, you know, uh, ten, ten whips, you know, on the back. Do you do that, you know? No, no, you crucify your flesh by telling your flesh, no! You tell your flesh, no, you're not going to have that Twinkie. You tell that, you tell that, no, no, no donuts today. No, no, you, you tell that flesh, you ain't going to have it. You, you discipline the flesh. 
You buffet your body. You may have, that means fasting. That means doing without fasting is doing without food uh, for a spiritual purpose. Amen. For getting, you know, Jesus said this way, man should not live by bread alone. But bread is good, uh, Pastor. I love that home-baked bread. Bread is good. Amen. Yeah, but you don't need to live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word that, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's how we live as Christians. In other words, we need to be walking in the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God. And when God gives us a spoken word in due season, it will shut the devil down in our lives. When we get that due word in due season, woo, glory to God, the devil has no chance in our life. Our flesh that keeps talking to us, you want a donut, you want a donut, shut up flesh. Get behind me flesh. More pie, more pie. You only had one slice. How about another? I mean, I had three slices yesterday, but praise God, fasting is coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Praise the Lord. Amen. So we have to disconnect the flesh and we have to connect to God. And as we start fasting, I'm telling you, just like I said earlier, earlier years when I started fasting, you don't know. Some of us say, well, I tried fasting and I haven't seen too much out of it. I just got a bellyache. Listen, you don't know where you'd be at if you hadn't fasted. You don't know what kind of... Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be like, oh, I tried that fasting thing, you know. It doesn't work. You know, how do you... Wait a second. You probably did it with the wrong motive, wrong heart attitude. You, you went in that fast all grumbling and griping like, I don't really want to do this, but I'll... Do that. That's right. That's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You went into it not even believing. Well, if you don't go into it not believing that God wants to reward you, then forget about it. Don't fast. Eat like a pig. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Just go ahead and eat, eat, eat your heart content. Amen. Then the doctor will be saying you got all these problems, cholesterol, your heart, everything else. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Disconnect the flesh and connect to God. That's what I'm saying this morning. We need to connect to God, and we will see oh, the blessings of God in our life. I'm telling you, they fasted, most of the people fasted all through, it's been mentioned over 70 times in the Bible, fasting. That might, that might mean something. Over 70 times fasting has been mentioned in the Bible. Woo! Glory to God. How many people are ready to fast with me? Glory to God. We got three people. Thank God! The rest of you, I'm going to preach another great message next week on fasting, glory to God. Amen. I might even have a glass of water up here, just standing up here with a plate, an empty plate, just to get you guys excited. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning. We thank you for your mercy, for your goodness, and for your love. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you don't want our flesh ruling or controlling us, Father, but you want us to be led by your spirit. And Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that that, that this church is moving forward in you. We're walking in the spirit of grace and favor. And Father, I just thank you, Lord God, oh, that we can we can give, we can pray and we can fast and we can see the hundredfold blessing in our lives. 
And Father, I thank you for each person. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening online. Amen. Well, today is a day of salvation. You may not have another chance. I want you to pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, because this is a turning day for you. Just say this. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, for for me. Jesus, thank you for going to the cross for my sins and being raised from the dead. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And from this day forward, I'm living for you. In Jesus' name. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.